This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And today we're actually one person down, but we've also got one person up. So we've sort of lost somebody but gained somebody. And actually they're better than Matt, so I might as well introduce them. So we've got Charlie Panay from Red Squirrel Property Shop Limited. So without me mucking it up, I'm going to hand over to you, Charlie, to introduce yourself. Who are you, mate? Hello, uh, thanks for having me on as well, guys. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's a very long version, so I'll give I'll give you a shorter <laughs> version of who I am. Um, my journey, actually, in property-related stuff, started from probably seven years old. As sad as that sounds, wow. I decided I wanted to be retired by the age of thirty. Um, don't know why. Very weird kid, you could say, or clever, either or. Um, and for some reason, I established property was going to give me that lifestyle. So, yeah, I started saving, didn't even want Easter eggs. I was like, give me a pound coin. Um, I'll save the pound coin. I genuinely was a nightmare like that. Used to work at my dad's market, make him pay me. Um, the And then, yeah, fast forward to that. I bought my first property at 18, um, built multi-million pound portfolio. Um, as professionally or nicely as I can say it, didn't like estate agents. So we started an estate agents as well um so then over the last 11 years since since i started that we've i've sort of gone on all fronts in the property world a lot of international speaking a lot helping a lot of private clients um around the world through some of the awards i won i got approached by um high well high net worth individuals and people that had nothing and wanted something um so help them run a successful estate agencies which is red school property shop so i'm the owner of the owner of that um and do anything really property related so i'm a few hats in the property ring i guess wow amazing well this it's quite uh it's quite impressive to see that a, a seven-year-old kid was thinking about <laughs> his retirement before he even started it's quite morbid, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, i don't think i knew what retirement was at seven so <laughs> I've got to be honest, I don't really understand why I thought, thought in that way. I, I Actually, no, I do remember that I was on holiday. My, my my parents used to take us on holiday once a year and um, and I remember feeling lucky because um, a lot of my friendship group, you know, I grew up in North London. They didn't they didn't go on holidays. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm pretty lucky I'm away on holiday and I want that when I've got kids and when I've got family and whatever. So um and I don't, but I don't know what led me to property, but it, it then thought, well, how can I make money? And then I guess there probably was someone on TV or someone around me who done something in property. And that was it. I was, I was like, oh, all guns blazing for property. Um, I was absolutely set on buying my first property at 18. There was no way I wasn't. So I started the process and completed as soon as I turned 18. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, I guess I was lucky that I knew what I wanted. And did that mean that you kind of, just decided not to go down the traditional education route did you go straight into business yeah I went straight to business so I understood that for me to be able to afford to buy a property I needed to make money so I actually was a director of one of well um one of the biggest sailing event companies in the world 
Um, until COVID, I also headed up the largest independent financial consultant and all their international property investment. Um, so I, they've got about 16 billion under asset management. So I headed up all their property investment side. So I understood from a, I mean, I'm a lot older than seven now. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the, uh, I understood from a young age, if I actually want to own property and be able to retire by the age of 30, I actually need money as well. Yeah. Nowadays, I tell people to educate themselves before they get into it, because yeah. if I look at my structure of my portfolios now, could they be more efficient? 100%. Um, but you know i went down one route and then realized that i can't really get them out of that route now uh so then since so you learn these lessons the only good thing is anyone who deals with me or talks to me i can at least with experience tell them what i didn't do so well and what works well um yeah so actually yeah in hindsight i used to probably be a little bit arrogant when i was i wouldn't say arrogant actually i confident. was really overconfident overconfident i'm just gonna buy a property yeah i just yeah. didn't think about exit strategies and when I want to stop and how I want to take money out yeah I learned those things as each year uh, literally every year um, I think there's there's something to be said with, by being prolific not perfect you know <laughs> you, you got the job done you still build the portfolios you still have a successful business I think everybody's business could be tweaked to be made better oh. um, but the fact is you did it anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> Well, yeah, and I think I think it's also I, I learned a lot as well about you know understanding what's important. Um, I never I never done it to be rich. It might sound contradicting of what what I just said, but I didn't do it to be rich. I done it so I could go on holiday when I want or be able to retire early. Yeah. It was I know it might sound like the same thing, but it really isn't. To no, me. it's not. Um, no, it's not at all. Freedom, yeah. So yeah, that was my drive, and and and. Um, you know in all honesty once you get to it then you then have to figure out what what's what's next what, yeah and that's where these things come into i enjoy educating i enjoy sharing experiences with people um because of my experiences really yeah and i guess because you've got that um entrepreneurial mindset you know you you've you can dip into a lot of different things and you've got the freedom to be able to do it because you've got a portfolio and everything behind you I, th I think that's, yeah, it's a real beauty of property. I mean, there's other industries, a lot of other investment type of businesses, I guess, that can give you flexibility. But I think property is one of few that gives you genuine flexibility. You know, you, mm -hmm. you genuinely earn money when you sleep. When I was 20, how old was I when I went there? Oh, gosh, 20, 21. You know, I, I, I um, lived in Madagascar for a while. Wow. With no income. But, well, I did have income property um you know uh, i've been able to live in other countries for months and go traveling and go on holidays when i want and and also invest my time into other businesses i'm, I'm really passionate about help, helping young people because i was lucky to know what i wanted um mm -hmm. but most people faff about for a very long time um yeah. and and i so I, I sort of i don't know if donate's the right word but i give my time to local to me anyway local schools and i and an hour a week I spend with some of their pupils and build real businesses, not with my, not in my name, in their names. Um, and the last one we sold and the one that we've got currently going um, is is better than the one before. Um, and there's all, they're like year 10s, like, oh, you know, 14, 15 year olds. And I only needs five or six of them to like realize, wow, I can actually, I can do something. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm teaching them profit 
profit and loss and margins and stuff they won't even be taught for a few years yet and um, well, not even at all do you know what I mean? or like, not at all yeah so I, I think I enjoy that side so, and, that, and that's what property does you know gives you that ability to to when you've got to a certain point anyway be able you know to give back great? to local what's, areas what's great about that is like you're taking it to an age group where they're just starting to figure out what the the next step in their pathway is right and you're going to get the kids that want to go down that traditional academic route because parents are just supposed to actually just drawn to that higher educational pathway but what about the ones that don't what about the ones that actually just don't suit it because their talent is not being harnessed in a way that could be like put into an entrepreneurial space so you're harvesting them and just letting them brain i think it's for me it's i never got anything like that at school so you know i don't think i ever had anyone talk to us ever give us real life tips or you know how to focus or understand you know I talk a lot about focus and commitment and aside from property it's just about that and uh, uh, smile buddy the business that we sold or they sold sorry um you know they they none of them were going to go and do anything bar one of them they just were going to go carry on working at McDonald's I'm not saying that's bad but they genuinely were going to work at McDonald's till they figured out what they wanted to do I said well wait a minute worst case scenario you should be going to university then yeah. don't go and do that even if you don't know what you want what's your principles yes what, what values do you have and if that's you want to walk down the road fast choose a degree that helps you walk down the road fast you know it doesn't matter what it is and do it don't go and do nothing and yeah. as soon as there's about five of them that ended up staying in the business because obviously over the course of time not all of them can commit to sure. what real work is um and um you know, and all five of them have gone on to go. Well, four went to two of the top, two of them went to the top universities in London. One's gone into military and the other two have gone into uni. So they actually, from not going to do that categorically, they all went to do that. And obviously that's not necessarily gone into business, but at least it made them realise, oh, wait a minute, I can't go and sit there on my thumb, fingers and wait until something comes, you know. Yeah, expected to fall into your lap. And that's why I do it. So, yeah, I come back. And that's only the only reason I can have the ability to do these things is because of property, you know. Um, for me, I'm not saying there isn't other ways to do this, but, um, but you know, and then I can I can give that time. And I've got two kids now. I've got an 11-year-old and a two-year-old. So, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> one wasn't planned and the ah. second. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, la- the first wasn't planned, the latter was. Um, the, the, um, so yeah I don't know if I should say that really but um right. <laughs> it's the truth um and yeah so it's, it's one of those so for me I'm, I'm my wife jokes she sometimes sends me things saying oh you love property more than me but you know it it just wow. I love it I go and see one bedroom flats and I'll see developments I don't care um <laughs> yeah so I think you've probably answered the question already but as it's traditional I'm going to ask it anyway but what, what does the human side of property look like or mean to you? The human side of property, I probably have already answered it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I think the biggest thing for me now is to, to live in that comfortable life, yeah. um, you know, and then giving back. I'm big about giving back, you know. It doesn't have to always be money, but wherever you are passionate about, your local areas or whatever, um, to me, that's the human side of property. Is actually supporting people around you. You don't have to be the richest person in the graveyard. So, whether it's yeah. time or money, I think that's exactly because it's it's yeah. 
that the time that you're giving to those kids is much more valuable to them than giving them money, you know, yeah. because you've given them life lessons that they would never get otherwise. So, but don't get me wrong. There's also people that don't realise, you know, you, you meet people, I say young people, I'll help anyone, I don't really, I'm passionate about helping younger people because I want them to do well, especially when you have, I don't know if you, do you guys have kids as well or not? Pending, no. literally, okay. so well, one at the moment, so yeah. When I, I think that really made me view it differently in terms of like, yeah, you know, if I had that, I'd love someone when my child is at school, someone, because they don't want to listen to me really, do they? Um, so, you know, someone to go in and inspire them and give them advice that they're going to listen to. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of, I don't care who will help. I've worked with footballers, I've worked with um, boxers, I've worked with all sorts of people. So I do work with people who have more money than I could ever imagine having. Um, and then I work with individuals, you know, a guy I started working with a few years ago, he's 20, um, never had anything come from a generational family that never bought a property and he just wanted to know how how can I ever buy a property because oh. I don't think I can fast forward three years he, he's bought his first prop well started the process of buying his first property now about a month ago so That's yeah so but the thing is right even if you've got money right let's just say yeah, for footballers, for example, like it's come from a real harness skill of dedication, commitment from a super mm. young age, right? But that doesn't mean yeah. you have to manage it or have to invest it or grow it, right? So, so whether you've got money or whether you don't, it's actually irrelevant. The skill set is the same and you need to learn it, right? Absolutely, yeah. You, oh, like I said already, I made my own mistakes in property. I've never lost money, though, mind you. I say I made mistakes. <laughs> I've never lost money. It's just not as efficient as it could have been um but the uh yeah footballers specifically 52 percent go bankrupt after they retire yeah 52 percent within the first year as well not not Whoa. not after that so yeah it's a lot and that's because they've lived in this bubble and they've been super dedicated to their profession yeah and they they, they don't understand and there's some that have been made i, I can't name everyone i've worked with because of ndas and stuff but sure. there's a couple of um people i've worked with and their mums made them buy property <laughs> but, and these are two premier league footballers um so they, they, their mums made them buy property um, and at the time they said themselves they didn't want to they wanted to buy a lamborghini they wanted to do this they wanted to do that um and and their mums made them um on these two occasions they're both mums and now those are both around my sort of age in their early 30s and um they they now uh love the fact their mums made them yeah. because yeah. they get it now you know they've got they've got the ability to build far bigger portfolios than us three put together, I would probably imagine, yeah. the money they earn. Um, but again, it comes from a foundation. They definitely don't have the education, not because they're stupid or anything. It's just they're dedicated to a whole different world. So education is hugely important, like, as we've all learned over the years, I guess. And um, I always think, and people always laugh when you say it, but the more money you have, the bigger the problem is because it's <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like you actually don't know what to do with it and then you actually sort of just feel completely out of your own out of control you know? yeah it's just you know it's still a skill set that you have to implement you know so whether you're raising it and going through that whole learning curve or whether you're investing your existing funds because it's just such a surplus and you have no idea what you're doing either way you're just feeling around in the dark right so I think it's a and where I'm not I contradict I know it sounds like when I say I'm not driven by money but where I wasn't necessarily driven by that I guess I guess I got to a point where I earned a certain amount of money 
where I achieved my goals about seven years earlier than I thought I would. Um, I was confused in terms of like, well, what do I even want? Yeah. And so those guys who footballers, boxers, whoever, um, you know, they're, they're in a whole different world of like, yeah, they're students with unlimited budgets, really. That's it. Oh, my God, that's um, such a good analogy. That's the way to use it. <laughs> budgets have gone to university and all of a sudden you've got a million pounds to throw around. That's um, not a good combination. <laughs> no, it isn't. And it's like I said, I, I, I think, so I don't mind who I help. I don't care if it's a 15, 14-year-old who wants to do well in their life or if it's a multimillionaire who's just like, what do I do? Um, and, I, and I think... Obviously, it's it's it, is come, it does come back to education. I learned something new the other day from a, a person in property um, with regards to some of the ways of financing HMOs. You know, irrelevant of what I know in property, yeah. there's always something else I can learn. And I've been living and breathing it for like, well, most of my life. And <laughs> I never thought of it this way. I never even heard of doing it that way um and you know so that was something i learned literally last wednesday so yeah i, I still try to learn myself <laughs> I, I think about that all the time nan and i matt and i nan and i talk about this all the time it's like literally even using the podcast like you just have conversations with people you're like oh God, well your podcast is a good example i said to you yeah. i listen to it sporadically at the gym um because that's when i listen to podcasts when yeah. i'm in when i'm when i'm doing exercise and um and yeah you, you know i listen to some of the ones you've had over the time and i think oh it, it is interesting listening to someone else's story and that's why right. they've done what they've done and you do think of things differently yeah um, and you hear the way because there's no one way to do it in property because it's so diverse mm. right so then when you hear someone's done it or they've carved a path a certain way you go ah oh, interesting that worked for you like, well i thought there was only one way that's my point yeah. i i did only think there was one way and that's what i did and then I found out that I could have done it differently. Um, so, you know, but, but yeah, it absolutely is. And I think that's also probably a problem with property because there's some people I meet um, on a regular basis, actually, that they never do anything because they're so overwhelmed with all the different ways of doing it. Yeah, 100%. Um, Just pick, pick a lane, pick a lane and just go for, go for it. Go for it. That's it. And I think you can't, I, I, you can lose money in property, but I think if you're sensible and do it on a medium term basis, you, 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 you probably can't if you're sensible and you educate yourselves and you, you, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's the biggest factor because you've got that rich dad, poor dad, which is normally the start of everyone's journey. Totally. Yeah. 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 And to be fair, phenomenal book, yeah. but it doesn't give you the answers no. in terms of, so then they start reading all these other books and you've got expert this and self-proclaimed expert that. Oh, and guru that. that. Uh, and then it's like yeah what do I do I'm just all about action look what's your values what's your end goal how do you want to come out of it and just yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. get on with it well on that note you we you should have come on with a question for us so we're ready we're braced what's, what's the question man so I think for me the, the question to you guys is what do you think is the I'm, tr I'm trying to wear this in the right way um because I, I thought of this about an hour ago um what, <laughs> part of the press yeah 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 about an hour ago um so what do you think is the the best route into property for someone that's uh that's let's say just inherited um i don't know 70 grand i've come up with earlier so, so I was just looking at my notes. Seventy thousand pounds are just inherited. What do you guys feel is the best way to just 
this is what I'm going to do into prophecy. Mm. Okay. 70 grand is yeah. won't go very far in property. Um, so I would suggest probably the way that we started, start off with a few little buy-to-lets, a few small deposits into three or four buy-to-lets, cheap and cheerful, two up, two down uh, properties. Um, that'll get you five, 600 quid a month in rent coming in. Um, won't make you a millionaire, but you put the money into assets that'll generate an income and grow over time. I don't know, man. It's so funny you say this because this is literally the exact scenario that was presented to me a couple of months ago when I was teaching. I was uh, up in Birmingham teaching a three-day workshop, property workshop. And this guy came over to me, an uh, Italian guy, and he said to me, I've got 70 grand. And he thought he was yeah. really big bollocks because he had 70 grand, right? And I'm like, sweet, nice, like, good on you. And he, I said, what are you going to do with it? He says, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to buy one or two buy-to-lets. I was like, so we worked out like where he was looking we looked we looked at like what the average like 25 percent deposit would be we looked at the kind of nature of the project and like specked out just like what the average cost of a refurb at that level would be and then all the fees and his 70 grand was gone I mean it's just he didn't even have enough just to do like one or two projects and we were like mm, okay cool so I was like so what could you do with the money and look I just said to him mate you should just put it into education first like get yourself like skilled up educated because then what you're going to learn to do is leverage that knowledge and operate at scale because at the moment you're treating that pot of money like it's the only pot of money you've got in the world and actually what you're going to have to do is skill up to learn how to kind of leverage other people's money or sort of think about different more creative ways to finance stuff so that you can operate at scale you've got to get yourself immersed in a net work so you can potentially work with a business partner and start to get again leverage that time and that resource or whatever they bring into that investment partnership or yeah just start to put yourself out there so that different ways of financing deals or different deals come to you that's just not the traditional estate agency route so all of this stuff stuff and he sat there and he just couldn't reconcile it because all he could see was this one pot of money this one pot that he had that he needed to put into a property and that putting it into education to kind of start the ball rolling to take him further quicker was a bit like it was a waste it was and so yeah. you can't do you know what I mean you can't persuade people of that because they don't actually see what the education gets because it's not tangible yet it's more like a leap of faith that they're having to take in order to believe can I really do it and I think it's just is it worth it because they just want to get the asset and the money super super quick and everyone does it on the telly so surely I can do it too but Niall's right 70 grand shrivels up pretty quick didn't it can disappear quickly the uh again do you think it's well I guess it comes back to what you said about education actually in yeah. terms of understanding what, what is it you want from it because if you were happy with 600 pound a month then actually yeah just buying a couple of buy to lets or we'll give 600 pound a month but you know it, yeah. a couple of buy to lets for the job but yeah. um if it's to be a bigger time scaling up then naturally like you said education is important or give yourself permission to think bigger because i think when you've just got a finite pot of cash you're only ever going to think by to let but actually when you realize that there could be something more and bigger that you actually have the capacity to do just because you kind of got mm. you've got you've got um your you'll surround yourself by people who set the bar much higher and then show you how to do it then you're like oh okay all right cool so i could actually make quite a bit of money from this i think that comes back to what i said at the start actually I, what you what you said there joe is about i just thought this is the way i'm gonna do it and that's what i'm gonna do yeah and i made my multi-million pound portfolio whatever but um yeah i never even considered leveraging using other people's money 
Yeah. I never, I, and I never, I still haven't done it to be fair. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, no, I still haven't done it. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I've, I've obviously got enough credibility these days to say, hey, give me, give me some money and I'll yeah. invest in it. But yeah. the, um, yeah, it's, and that's something that I never even thought of. No, if I knew that at 18, can you imagine? If I went on education before I'd done yeah. stuff, yeah, uh, if, if I, yeah, I probably I needed to go to a couple of networking events to meet like-minded people, and I would have realised, ah, okay, wait a minute, I could probably do a lot more than just one a year. Exactly. Obviously, it turned out to more than that in the end, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think both of those, but is is a good option. I guess it yeah. depends where you are in life as well. But for sure, yeah. and also it, what your aspirations are in property as well. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, that's exactly it as well. Yeah. yeah, someone that looks for the education route obviously has a bigger desire, a want mm. to learn, a want to make that seventy grand go further. Someone who's not interested but wants to make the money work rather than leaving it sitting in the bank you know, we'll look at it I completely do, different. I do think, you know, the gentleman I mentioned earlier, actually, I started working with three years ago, you know, he thought bigger. Now, his girlfriend back then said, why are you giving this guy that much money to have a meeting with you for an hour? Like, what, why would you pay him? Equally, I don't give my time for free. I do for young people, like sure. them, I do. You know, that I will give my time for free because I want sure. them to do well. But if it's specifically about me giving time to help some, someone in, in the property world, it's different. And, um, and he he said to her, "Well, look, I'm misinvesting. I want to be what this guy was." Um, and actually, it, nowadays she's more than happy he did. <laughs> so, so nowadays she's like, "Yeah, give him what you want." I don't, you know, I don't charge that much. I mean, I know some guys charge thousands. I only charge for my time. Yeah. The um the the yeah, it's 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 a really interesting one. I never considered that. I just thought, well, do you know what? I don't need anyone else. I'll do it myself. Mm. Um, I definitely would have made a lot more money and, and made more more efficiently and quicker. I reckon <laughs> I took I reckon of the 30 properties, my first 30 properties, I genuinely think if I knew what I knew then what I do now, I would have done 30 in two years. Bloody so, hell. That would yeah, be amazing. <laughs> I think I would have. Uh, if I look at what I know now to when I was 18, yeah, mm -hmm. I would I would have definitely been able to make 30 properties in two years, but I just didn't know. It took me years. <laughs> You don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm more I'm more open now than I've ever been to talking to other people and 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 like I said, learning off other property people. It's irrelevant if they think I know more than them. There's stuff they know I don't know. Um, yeah. so, so I'm I'm super keen to do that, but I don't think I think it probably in everyone's everyday life, people are pretty bad at that. Irrelevant of what industry, aren't they? You know, I've when I used to do what I used to do in my career before estate agency. Um, I met people all the time say, yeah, I've done this for 20 years, I know what I'm doing. Or maybe you've just repeated your first year for 20 years. You yeah. looked at it that way. <laughs> you know, that's what most people do. That's what the average person does. They they do Talk something really well. For 20 years. Yeah. yeah, they do something really well for, for a year and they think, right, I'm the best, I'm the dog's, dog's well, I don't know what I'm Oh, you can say. swear. Uh, you can yeah. swear. Go for it. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Other dog's bollocks, you know, and they're thinking, yeah, I can't be taught anything. Well, the reality is you could just be repeating the same year. I always talk about, you know, sales lines of find whoever's the best at what whatever it is you do and just copy them. Yeah. Yes. Copy them, then work out your own way once you've got it mastered. That's, um, that's don't that's pretend that's you know more than someone. I mean, don't I reinvent the wheel. Just stand on the shoulders of giants, as Sir Isaac Newton said. Yeah, yeah, I think it, and it's people don't, I don't know, I think it's just obvious, but I, I, I think the only issue I do have with the property, well, personally, is a bit, bit, bit of a bugbear of mine. Um, 
is self-proclaimed experts. The gurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah. Really Everyone, does. There's a guru in everything, isn't there? <laughs> I guess it does probably happen in every industry. But um, but for me, there's oh, there's a lot in property, and especially so on Instagram. Many. Instagram oh, and TikTok. Do you know, there's these two boys that I know really well in property. They're, they're brothers and they, they've got a development company and they're absolutely killing it in property right now. And they posted something, uh, I think it was either last night or this morning on Instagram, and they were promoting one of the gurus. They were saying that they were at his academy or whatever it was. And I was just like, boys, 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 like reputationally, brand-wise, be very mindful of including those that, that guru or those names attached to your brand because it can actually do you a disservice and oh yeah but it'll get us more followers i'm like yeah but it's not about that it's about quality over quantity yeah you don't want to be there's a reputational risk with that you know once you start to really part these people they're obviously not going to name any but there's one who started up a networking group that i know of um in the south coast um recently and 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 he makes statements about properties he's bought and things like and i know he hasn't and it's quite scary because the guys ask me for advice and I'm like, you shouldn't be educating anyone on property no. if you're asking me for the stuff he asked me anyway. Um, and, yeah. and actually, that's probably broke down our relationship because obviously I was quite direct with what I thought of what he was doing. Um, he didn't like that um, no, anyway. Good. But but it, the, the yeah, it's a bit of a concern, I think, as soon as people realise, especially in modern day TikToks and Instagrams and things like that um, and this misleading lifestyle thing we like to do in this world um it's become a bit of a danger zone in property because um the, the, some of them i think charge like a thousand pounds a month to be your mentor yeah and it's um, like for what what are you actually getting for that money i always question yeah, and yeah that, like, so that's my only biggest that's my biggest bugbearer at the moment I see too much of it um and and uh but obviously it's up to them what they want to do oh i am in in encourage everyone to do is ask them questions about property and it sounds obvious but just ask them a bunch of questions Qualify because you, you you'd figure out pretty quickly if they know as much as they say they know totally yeah Gosh, exactly amen, sir. Mm. yeah should we round up with a very quick flash rags i know you've got to go shortly so um, yeah. should we, we just round up with a quick uh, uh, game of episode roulette now do you want to explain the rules mate yeah explain yeah. The rules. <laughs> so <laughs> basically i'm going to scroll through our previous episodes of property jam um and you should stop at any point and whatever topic whatever episode we land on you can just give us your view on that particular topic so it could be licensing it could be tenant stories it could be your favorite part of the process whatever it might be and okay. can be quick can be quick fire can be as long-winded as you like but obviously nothing's edited here no. <laughs> oh, okay. okay so i am scrolling uh stop oh okay episode 17 Guilty pleasures. Oh, what's your guilty pleasure? It doesn't have to be property. It could be guilty pleasure in anything, to be fair. Pay for Beckham, probably. Yeah. <laughs> a, I'll say to my wife, if, if there's one person I'm going the other way for, that's it. <laughs> I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure or not. Ah, he's a good looking I'm not going to lie. I've seen the tats, man. You're obviously halfway there. <laughs> awesome. We, we, we can give you that one. Beckham. Yeah, we'll let you have that one. <laughs> okay. I am scrolling again. One more for quick fire. Uh, stop. 
Okay, uh, episode twenty-six, stress. Oh. So how do you how do you deal with stress, or do you get stressed a lot in the in the business? Uh, personally, I've never been a massively stressed person in, in in business, and I've been maybe from my weird childhood. I've always been quite <laughs> good at separating things. If I can't change the outcome, there's no point in getting stressed about it. I move on and figure out a way to change it. That that something I'm, my wife actually hates me for that most of the time. Because in the most argumentative state, we, we I would still be calm and I can still deal with something. So, yeah, um, but I think from what I probably learned, most importantly, is my little sister died in 2020 um, and she was only 26. And oh. that caused a lot of stress on my life, as, uh, along with COVID. That was at the she died in May 2020. So that was at the height of when COVID was a thing as well. And uh, I think that's really when I experienced what stress was um so i was quite fortunate of never really getting it so i think well i i was incredibly stressed for a while probably i still get elements to do with her um, but it's more grief than stress now but um the i think what i learned is actually just to communicate it um so yeah when i get stressed with related family issues more than work related issues i just communicate it and at the start you don't and I, th I actually genuinely believe that's the same in business um, because I've always been able to do that in business. Just say, well, look, wait a minute. I can't change that outcome. So let's not dwell on it. How do I fix it? And I think it's the same thing if you can commu communicate stress because it's the thing that would just, I think, destroys people. Oh, if, if, you know, mine was a combination of grief and stress. But, um, but if you can't manage that, then you're not going to be successful. So you need to figure out a way. And to me, it's communication. Talk to someone, find a, 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 some, I don't mean paid mentors, but if I look at my group of what I would class as mentors, they're not paid, but I, my lawyer is one of my best friends. I've known her since we were 13. I know if it's anything legal, I can just go to her and ask her. And she, she might not know the answer, but she'll know who would. If it's mm -hmm. to do with accounts, the same thing. So I think it doesn't have to be you communicate to the world, but have that pe those people around you and that, that will i think not get rid of stress but definitely help with it um but i, I learned that probably more of my sister than anything because uh oh, yeah. yeah that's a big that's a big loss you know at, yeah you know, such a, an established age you know that's uh it's very sad very oh sad. on that note i'm gonna plug some of that oh you do reminded me well i reminded myself the i'm doing 10 challenges in nine months in memory of my sister oh what, in, what are you doing what are you up to <laughs> well starting in may um, what I want to do is get the law changed. It's called Zoe's Law. Um, and also I want to raise as much money for cancer-related charities that supported her. Um, and I'll let you, I'll send you guys a link to Zoe's Law so you can actually listen to her story and what happened to her because it was um, negligence from the NHS and whatnot, which they've accepted faults. So I am allowed to say that. Um, the I'll send you the link so you can review the story. But yeah, I'm doing 10 challenges in nine months. I'm trying to raise as much awareness as I can, actually. So I start with a 26-mile weighted walk in, I've got to count these now, in May. June, I'm doing a 120-kilometer bike ride. July, I'm doing the National Free Peaks within 24 hours. August is an easy one, charity football match, but I know loads of football people, so that's fine. September, I'm doing the Toughest Mother in London. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. um, October slash November, I'm summiting Kilimanjaro. Um, December, I'm doing a 10-mile run over the Downs. 
Then I'm doing a, a mile swim on Boxing Day, then another swim on New Year's Day, and then I'm climbing to uh, Camp One at Everest. Wow, mate. That is okay. <laughs> what a tribute to your sister. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the one above. I'm not summit in Everest. It's the one above base camp. I'm not that sure. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) New Year, I'm going to be like, God knows what. I'm just going to be like facing a duvet. I think, and you're going to be up a mountain. Oh no, I've actually realised that's probably harder than I thought it was going to be. You know Um, what? You'll do it though because it's. But it's for my sister. I want to try and raise as much awareness as I can. So I'll send you guys a link, and if you can help, um, yeah, we can definitely share that on socials and stuff for you. We'll That'd put it be in amazing. the show notes and make sure that it goes out on all our socials as well. So on that note, I mean, obviously you do so many things in property and, you know, we've obviously got the charity pledge as well. So if people want to get hold of you directly, how do they do it? The easiest way to actually get hold of me is um, via email address, which is charlie at charliepanai.com. Nice and easy. People try and contact me via LinkedIn and Instagrams and this, but I get a lot of messages. So I, I work through my emails better and then I'll give you my number <laughs> exactly. that's perfect oh that's so great honestly you've been such a pleasant I'm so glad we got there in the end because we had a bit of a nightmare didn't we? yeah yeah <laughs> the connections all of us had terrible problems but we got there in the end and it's been an absolute honor having you yes. on so thank you so much oh, for thanks for having me on guys really appreciate it oh, brilliant. amazing well, thank you Charlie on that note I think it's a goodbye so it's a goodbye from me that's a goodbye from me. And last but not least, it's a goodbye from... Yeah, goodbye, guys. Take care. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see See you on the next next episode. episode